Hello, hello. Hi, darling. <laughs> okay, I can unzip myself. I can take my white voice off. What's up, bitch? <laughs> I'm about to say we off work. Why are you, why are you talking like that? <laughs> you know, the, it's so hard not to code switch like after hours because, bitch, I still be in that mode and I be like, oh, what is my catch me slipping? But you're right. I just like, I'm, honestly, to be honest with code switching, I just like, I, I cannot do this. I cannot. <laughs> Every time I cold switch, I'm like, oh, this is not me. Be a ratchet bitch. Like, if, if you had to give your code switcher a name, like if you had to assign, what do you do? You have one picked out? Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> like Charlotte's web, bitch. Like, why you pick Charlotte? Oh, fucking no, Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> mine is um, mine is Brad. Be like, hey, y'all, how you doing today? What's up? Hi, my name is Charlotte. How may hey. I help you today? <laughs> Y'all, it's so funny when I switch my voice to my work voice. Everybody's mm-hmm. like, Kira, what the fuck? <laughs> Yo, I think that, like, just in in that setting, I think people be scared of me because, like, you know I have rest and bitch face. But I really be thinking, like, damn, I need to go to Target today, whatever. But anyway, guys, welcome back anyway, to guys. another episode of Keep It Locked with Kira Little One. And the devastating, Kira. amazing country bumpkin, Kira Little One. And Keenan away. Bitch, you call me a cunt. You're you're from Plaquemine, <laughs> darling. You grew up in Sticks, Neverland. What did you see, Sheree? I mean, what did you see, Nene? <laughs> oh no, honey. We have Bitches to don't even know home. what Plaquemine is. Where the fuck Plaquemine is. And you want to call what? me the country bumpkin. But yes, you know I like the vibe. Cheese. Baby, I'm from LA, baby. I run LA. Dream on. (laughs) Anyway, let's hop right into the episode. Thank y'all so much for listening. I cannot believe that we're in December and we about to wrap out the year. Like y'all listened to us for months now. I'm glad y'all still here. Since April. I think we've been on since April. Thank you. Shout out to everyone who has kept up with us. And yeah, Thanksgiving was last week, so we did not film. Um, But we're Mm -hmm. back. A lot of shit happened. So we had to really sift through topics and be like, is this necessary? Is this not necessary? Okay, we're gonna talk about that because we feel passionate about that. Someone said how. So mm. yes, we're gonna jump hop, hop on into this uh new episode. <laughs> <laughs> and uh what's the first thing on the agenda? Um, let's see. I I, I wanna start off with being called a nappy headed hoe. Um <laughs> <laughs> I would love to start that off. Thank you so much, Noah, for um, getting on the internet and talking about that. Grammy-nominated Best New Artist. And the music is pretty fire, but baby, that was dead-ass wrong. Like, I don't know why you uploaded that in this type of climate, because now I don't want to listen to your music. But you're a little bit younger, so I I don't know. I don't know. Keenan, we did a whole episode about giving bitches grace. I'm gonna give her grace. In cancel culture, we did. However... I really think she didn't know better. I honestly don't think she knew better. She's 19 years old. There's a lot of things that I, ideologies, a lot of things that I did not know better about when I was that age. But at the same time, it's like, sis, the 19 year olds these days, they be knowing. Okay. They the ones that's going to cancel you first. So maybe it was, if she said it was a learning moment, so I might, I might give her a pass, you know. 
or whatever. But I know under this wig, it's naps. I know her PR self-destructed when she fucking saw that. Like, I know the whole labor team was like, bitch, emergency meeting. So, we, I'm going to give her a little grace. I thought the shit was funny. I'm not even going to lie. Like, when I saw the shit on Twitter, I thought somebody photoshopped it. I said, why y'all trying to ruin that girl life? And then I looked and I was like, oh, it's real. Girl, she typed that. <laughs> she typed that. <laughs> she said, you nappy-headed hoes are trying Harry Styles. <laughs> and speaking of Harry Styles, um, imagine she was like, give these hoes a perm Terminator. She'd be like, I was just quoting Nicki Minaj. Like, that <laughs> No, no. Harry Styles has been such a big, and I know that wasn't on our like topic list, but it's been such a big controversy about him wearing, you know, flu- gender fluid clothes, mm-hmm. you know, skirts and everything like that. And, you know, we've had men, black men, who's you know who's been very you know much so gender fluid throughout for decades we had little richard we had sylvester we have um andre 3000 we have young thug you know we have a lot of different people mm-hmm. black people and you know them making like a big spectacle about harry styles being you know wearing gen- gender fluid clothing it was just like okay girl this white man but anyway um <laughs> Sorry to my white listeners. I'm so sorry, child. But, you know, it's just... Uh, interesting. 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 Keenan, I'm not going to say nothing, but I will. Um, <laughs> Speaking of nigger behavior, we're going to talk about true <laughs> kitchen. <laughs> I know some of y'all going to do a gas when y'all hit this uh, episode this week, but we just got to get right to the point. You know, we ain't going to hold you over, but... um. There's been a lot of headlines, and by headlines, I mean my social media feed, with the owner of True Kitchen and a video circling going viral of Black patrons allegedly dancing, twerking, and guzzling Hennessy. And do say. Slushies. Yeah, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. What did you think about that? Do you think he was in the right? No. (laughs) I'm conflicted, because you know I got to play devil's advocate. I'm conflicted. Can no I say what because... I want to say first and then you go, go on to your me. devil av- advocacy? Um, I personally feel like you can't have a DJ and he's playing back that ass up and you got people in the restaurant sipping on Douce and Hennessy. And I know how I am when I get Douce and Hennessy in my system. Mm-hmm. And you have them waiting on their food for two hours. What do you expect to happen when black people have music, they have liquor and they're waiting on their food? What do you expect to happen? <laughs> what would you have done in that situation, Keenan? You would have sat there and had your legs crossed prim and proper? Uh, I probably would have been live tweeting and be like, y'all, this ghetto ass shit at True Kitchen. Like, if I worked there, I'd probably be like, this shit is ghetto. But well, I would have been living, honestly. I would have been living for it, but like, I, I feel like whenever videos, um, you know, circulate on the internet, I be want to know what happened before that shit started shooting and what happened afterwards. And then, you know, it came out that he had told them already, like, hey, chill out. And and I don't I, respectability politics to me is just such a waste of fucking time. And I think that it's just always framed in anti-blackness. And it's like white people do that shit all the goddamn time. His rent, his rent was anti-black. Like it was his sexist. rent was anti-black. But those comments was like kind of anti-black too. Of like, well, 
you need to play jazz music. Like you could be a ratchet ass motherfucker and like jazz music. Like the Me? intersectionality <laughs> of that. Yeah, like it was just wanna, it was a lot of tone policing. Bitch. I just he was dead ass wrong, and I feel like Dave was in the fucking wrong too. Cause even no matter how drunk we be, me and you never got on the top of a bar just because we heard fucking NBA young boy and it's a shootout in that bitch. Like, you know, like I don't know. Right. okay. I, I see what you're saying. I just did not like I knew he did tell them, you know, to calm down, which he did. He did. And they should have been respectful at the end mm-hmm. of the day, period. At the same time, it's just like, sir, you know, you, you're trying to make this place what it's not. Mm. And it's not that type of atmosphere that you think that it is. It's just not the girl that you think that it is. It's a <laughs> boiling room. It's a, the end zone. And people don't know what that is. Obviously, a lot of our <laughs> listeners on the LA don't know what that is, but it's more so like it's two places, restaurants in where I'm from, where it's like black upscale. Mm-hmm. It's considered not upscale child, but it's more so like a turn up brunch type of place that people go to out here where I'm from. So that's what it gives me, and I'm sorry. Like mm. that, I think he needs to have a coming to Jesus and look around and be like, okay, this is really what my business is. This is what I've created. It's not what I thought it was, but this is what it really is. And hold the mirror up to himself. Yeah, true kitchen and cocktails with a K, very ghetto. Um, <laughs> very ghetto. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's all I have to say on Miss True. Um, I have one other note that I want to make, and it's like whenever you're a business, the live tweeting shit, y'all got to cut it out. And there's nothing wrong with an official letterhead with your business and typing the shit on pages or Microsoft Word or whatever the fuck, and saying, "Hey, I see that this video is circulating. I apologize to my community. This is what we represent. This is what we hold." These live tweets to me is just uncouth, and I want us all to do better. I'm not a business owner, but I plan to be one in the future. And you're not getting an iPhone press release from me. I'm sorry. I'm gonna ha- have a PR team. But that's just my You're not getting that. You're not, You're not getting, getting that. a note, a iPhone note apology from me. You will get it typed and it will be posted the way it needs to be. Yeah, you're right, though. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I just really think that it's just, just it was just handled poorly at the end mm-hmm. of the day. It was handled poorly. I don't, I would never want to go eat there. I mean, I heard the food is good from my Dallas natives and Dallas listeners. Thank y'all for listening. A lot of them say that the place really is fire, though. Like, that the food is really that shit. So, I'm I would be messy and go and visit going. you. I'm not interested I'm, in going. I'm gonna go see you. I mean, McDonald's give us bad service and we still go back to them. I feel like black restaurants and patrons gotta be a little bit more forgiving. Like, we don't cancel a lot of things that are non-black. So, I feel like Grace. I feel like that's a perfect example of giving people grace. I don't grace. Give him grace. That's just me. That's but feel free me. to find me out, y'all. I'm gonna go and check it out and report back. So yeah. That's just me. I don't know. If I, I go respect to that, your opinion, though. I respect I you. mean, I mean, if y'all see me in True Kitchen Child, just mind your business and keep scrolling. Okay. No, bitch, I'm gonna put you on the front page. Like, look at this heifer. She talked all this shit. <laughs> I remember that. Anyway, next topic. <laughs> to you. <laughs> next topic. All of you. So our one of our faves and who was snubbed at the Grammys this year, Summer Walker, just announced that she was pregnant. 
Um, we're loving on the tracks, baby. So we're gonna have baby on the track coming soon. And um, there's been a lot of controversy about it. Um, yeah. allegedly Summer Walker released uh some Instagram story video story videos alleging that um her soon to be baby's father is not a present father and isn't that great. So what did you think about it when you saw it? I just I'm gonna say this because I really don't I love Summer Walker's music. Mm-hmm. And I tend to tune her out just as mm-hmm. the foolishness out because I really love her music and I really want her to get a finsta where it's not public mm-hmm. and she just has that. I don't want to know your businesses. I don't want to know all this drama. She's such a great writer. She's such a great artist to me and I just don't this is just very not it in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And Summer is, Summer is only 24 and I always tell people keep in mind that your brain doesn't fully develop until 25 and I'm not making an excuse for her. I, I completely agree with you about her making offense to... I, I'm always confused on why celebrities and public figures while they're entitled to their opinion, I think that there's a certain level of responsibility and people that look up to you. And I'm not saying you have to be anybody's role model. That's not what I'm saying. But I think of like future brand deals, endorsements and stuff and people will take that and use it against you. And I wonder if it's just like the disillusion of like, I'm not trying to be like mega Michael Jackson famous. I'm just trying to make my money and go. I don't care if y'all like me or not. But it's just kind of disheartening because it's just like, I love you musically. And then you open your mouth and it's like, of course, I don't expect artists I listen to for me to agree with them on everything. I don't know them people in real life. It's just kind of weird to me of like, they feel so comfortable with like, it's not even just a simple thing of like my favorite color purple. Fuck with y'all. Like they be saying some off the rail shit. It's like y'all don't have a group. Like Galacta whore is very problematic. And yeah. I just be like, I just I wasn't gonna say it, but it is very problematic. And I just some things I've mm. seen like people have shown me and she posted. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like sis, mm. I love you. Please don't do this. Like, please get a private Finsta account please you need one we don't need mm-hmm. to know all of this we don't need to know that this is what you this is how you think honey because <laughs> the things she posts compared to the things that she write i just i don't it's like what <laughs> 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 but i love her i love summer walker you know i think she really just wants to sing and go <laughs> <laughs> she just want to sing collect the check and go and I, I want her to do 34 and I don't, I be crying to my girl. Like, girl, I be on. crying in session 32. I don't be crying because <laughs> I got a lot of cry over. But gotta girl, get it right. Session 32, shout you out. gotta get it right, baby. You gotta get it right. Uh, <laughs> you have anything else to say on this one? Um, I, I just want to say I'm interested to hear what her next project sounds like. And um, she could have been nominated for. Um, R&B album of the year, and we'll discuss that later in music. We'll discuss that later. I'll go off about all that later. I child, I've been waiting. Anyway, <laughs> next case. But, but that, <laughs> that's it. I just wish her like a healthy pregnancy, and I hope that her and London could work through whatever issues they have allegedly. So, cheers and congrats. I just love black black bundles of joy, black anything. Rooting for everybody, black. All right. So, the queen of media, the queen of radio. Ooh. Wendy Williams, mm. her biopic is finally coming out, y'all. As I talked about in a previous episode, as a young a young one, I was much, very much so a stan of Wendy Williams because I wanted to be like Wendy. 
in terms of media and radio, I wanted to be like her in that terms, okay? How you doing? How you doing? Like, I, I had that on point, okay? I used to go around at school saying that. If you know me, you know. Um, but she's been she's been working on this biopic about her life forever. Originally, she was she had Robin Givens and she had Trey Songs in the original movie that she shot and then it got mm-hmm. scrapped. Nobody has seen the movie. This was years ago. If y'all want to look it up, y'all can look it up. But she had an original she had a she had a, a biopic already that yeah. was supposed to get done and it didn't get done. It got scrapped and Robin Givens was playing Wendy Williams and I always kind of wondered how did that look? Mm-hmm. Um however Lifetime ended up picking it up and we mm. got a whole new a whole new cast and I think and a lot of people was like dragging it on Twitter, but I actually liked I actually liked the uh trailer. Yo, when they had her in the NY uh suit and she fell out, I ain't gonna lie, I did <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. I definitely cackled. I'm happy she okay, but that shit took me off guard. Go Bitch, I, I cackled, I I'm sorry. <laughs> I was when eating did... popcorn and the shit fell out my mouth. That's how hard I was laughing. So um but continue. Sorry. <laughs> oh no, you're good. I just love that they're gonna have the, the the infamous Whitney and Wendy showdown. If y'all don't know what happened, like go on YouTube and just watch it. <laughs> Whitney and Wendy Williams, girl, yeah, just please go watch it. Um, they're on. A I remember that day. being so big too, because they said like not they said, but uh, I remember Wendy went so much harder on radio, like. <laughs> Wendy did not hold no <laughs> Wendy bars on, on TV. Radio. Y'all think Wendy on TV is something? Wendy on radio back in the day, I used to watch her. Like, I used to find, like, just clips. Because I literally, but as a kid, I didn't know better. Like, you know, I just was like, oh, my God. Like, she's just, wow. She's raw. Like, what? Oh, my gosh. Mm. Like, that's how I felt. I was like, oh, my goodness. I want to be like that. Now, of course, you know, I, you, know you don't want to be that raw. You know, but at the same Whitney time, said, "I'll meet you outside." Okay. Wendy was eating the girls up like she not <laughs> like she was. Can nobody do that nowadays? What she was no. doing <laughs> with with res- respectfully, <laughs> respectfully the way the things that she was saying on radio. I and y'all think it. Breakfast Club be having y'all ride up? No, Wendy <laughs> Williams would have been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the TikToks of like the interviews of people have doing voiceovers and shit, girl. But yeah, <laughs> that's my thoughts, and I cannot wait to watch it. Like I'm, I I'm actually, shout out to the team at Lifetime. Like I like all of this black content that they've been curating lately, and um, just the movies that they've been releasing that I've seen, like the Clark Sisters and you know the TLC, all of that. It was it was. Okay. No, TLC I mean not TLC. Was um, VH1. Who was the other the girl group? Was it SWV? One no, of them. No, Salt and Pepper are coming out with a movie. Um, but you know, let's not ever forget the Aaliyah movie. They, you know, we're not gonna talk about it. Yeah, and we Wendy had her hands in it, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, so shout out, you know, I really am going to, you know, steal somebody. Well, not steal, but ask for someone's lifetime subscription <laughs> to log in <laughs> and watch it. I go watch it at somebody's house because I don't have cable. Mm. Um. But shout out to Wendy. She's been working on that biopic for like 15, 20, 10, 15 years, child. Um, so what's next? Uh, we also have Mulatto. Mm. It's been a lot of controversy about my girl Mulatto. Um, 
So there's hints and there's been like a little little bit of hints that she may be changing her name and I support her changing her name. How do you feel? <sighs> um <laughs> beautiful gowns, beautiful gowns. I, I think I think that just in this culture and this climate. While being controversial does sell, I think that she should change her name, but I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I run around my house and I be like, Big Lotto, like, I don't know all of her music like that. But the stuff that I've heard, I've been like, oh, okay, because she has a song. I don't know if we talked about it on the show before, but you heard her song with Fredo Bangs. I'm, I think it's called Nasty. And Fredo yes. Bangs is from Baton Rouge. I really like that record in the video, but I just think that Mulatto is at that age where it's like, if you take too many steps to the left and keep kind of coming out of pocket per se in my opinion it's gonna be very hard for her to like for the longevity piece so i don't think that that's a bad idea i think i think mulatto when she was younger it was just something i don't know maybe she thought it resonated with her and her thinking that it's going to it's like her way of taking back that name like i just don't think it was a good idea and for Mm -hmm. a long-term thing and she can change her name like Look at P. Diddy, Puff mm. Daddy, Diddy. Like, he's changed his name several times. I think Big Lotto needs, that needs to be the name change. I just don't agree with the name Mulatto. I, I don't agree with that name. And I looked it more into it and I tried to be okay with it, like, in a way, like, uh, I get mm-hmm. what she's saying. But, you know, when you look into the history of colorism and a lot of different things with that name, Mm-hmm. It's not only hurtful to, it's just hurtful. And it's a hurtful name at the end of the day. I think she did not understand how it affected other people too. Mm-hmm. So I think she should get out of this. I, the only thing about Mulatto that I have a, just a tidbit of a tinge of like, girl, come on. She has kind of like this biggity thing about herself where it's like, can you take some accountability at least? Like the whole wig situation, I was like, "Girl, just pay the girl two k and move on." Like, <laughs> apologize, talk your shit, and put like behind the doors. Apologize, make it cute, and move on. Like that shouldn't have been you taunting her about you, her getting you getting the free hair and moving on, or whatever the hell you did. Just it's another thing with them social media fingers, and I mean, I agree with you. I think. When it comes to that piece about her attitude, I had to check myself <clears throat> and my ego at the door because I was like, the men in hip-hop do say or whatever, and we don't blat, bat, blat, ah, bat an eyelash. Um, and I feel like it, it goes to the thing of like, and I hate to bring it up, but it, it's important. Whenever Nicki Minaj did her documentary and she was like, I walked in the room and they wanted me to um, drink the pickle juice. And I told them, fuck no, and now I'm a bitch. I kind of think it's not it's not that extreme, but I think that this whole, like, women should be pleasant and thankful that they're there. I mean, I didn't see anybody dragging Young Thug when he said he didn't know who Andre 3000 was. Everybody like, dragged him. No, I'm saying, like, it, that, I didn't see nobody calling for his cancellation. That's what I meant by that. So I think that a lot of a lot of rappers, male, female, whatever you identify as, do and say some things where it's like, what the fuck? And we could go on a tangent about that all day. But I will say, the girl is 21, and I did a lot of shit at 21. I did a I'd lot of like, shit. I said a lot of fucked up shit when I was 21. I yeah, was that but, I would cringe at to this day. So Yeah, I, I cringe at some of the things that I found. Like, like the other day, I was going through my Instagram. I archive all my shit from back in the day. I Nothing's deleted. I, I have everything, pretty much. Um, on Instagram and I found a post 
like from when I was 15 and I was just like oh my gosh it's so problematic why mm. would you ever say that and I deleted mm. it because I was like I, I can't even believe I, I said that you know but what I'm saying is you know I think the problem with Mulatto is I want her to be able to just sit and listen instead of her but I da, 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 da. it's like no sis just listen like people not making outrage for any reason like just sit and listen. You a dope ass artist. Just sit and listen. Like, I understand you want to do what the fuck you want to do. That's understandable. But we want you to last because you're so talented. So just chill out. It's okay. Mm-hmm. We know you from Clayco. It's cool. <laughs> when my mama <laughs> yells at me, you know why? Because she loves me. That's what I think about in that situation. So. Right. Because the girls on Twitter be getting my girl. And I be like, oh, Lada, you so talented. I don't be wanting to. I don't look. Listen. But, uh, yeah, that's all I really have on Lotto. <laughs> I love her. I think she, I think she's beautiful. Fashions, she gives it. Uh, mm-hmm. Bars give it. Love her flow. I love. She's individual. I just love her. But I just really think Big Lotto is the name. Big Lotto. I Big agree. Lotto. I agree. <clears throat> okay, so we're on the same page with that one. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time in like history. We on the first page. Uh on the on the same page. So that's all I really have on like recent events, I guess. I mean, do you have anything you want to talk about? <laughs> uh yeah. Um Charlotte, uh let me look. Uh no, I don't. So let's go to the next segment. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be right back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Bills, welcome to the music segment this week. Pop your pussy for a real nigga. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. That came out my mouth. I don't know. Your five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, you guys. So week so we didn't get a chance to talk about the grammy nominations so we're gonna just start off music and just dive on right into it and Ooh, talk about talk about talk about, talk about, it. about uh, <laughs> let me let me do my midway voice because you know i have my really country voice and then i have my charlotte and then i have my midway so let me get back in my midway voice <laughs> yeah let us know looking forward to it <laughs> anyway um like i was saying uh <laughs> the grammy nominations you guys so oh girl it was a mess ooh. isn't it always though i just want them to get it right <laughs> I think they're doing better though, and this is no, this is just us, like you know, giving our un- unbiased opinion. And I love the Academy. Thank y'all for everything y'all have done for me and will do for me. Continue. Yeah, I love. Oh, I love the Grammys. I did a whole project. I made. I built a whole website about anyway in, the Grammys in high school. Like I've always been obsessed. Okay, let's just talk about that. Mm. However, I just was kind of like, I think I'm so like I'm more so kind of upset because some of my like things that I love was snubbed. What do you feel? Okay, I have to ask you that because typically when we do award shows, we talk about like each category by category and I don't think we're going to do that today. We're just going to skip to the ones that everybody was talking about. But what what album, if you had to say that you were most disheartened by not being nominated? Sawayama. Oh, okay. Period. No, because... Honestly, that's the most versatile album. I, it's so versatile. It's the most versatile pop album I've heard in years. Mm-hmm. 
And for her, and I, I felt so much for Rena Sawayama because she already is getting snubbed in the UK for the Brit Awards because they won't nominate her because they don't consider her a Brit because she she immigrated to the UK when she was five years old. That's been her whole life, but they don't yes. consider her a Brit. So she doesn't get nominated for the Brit Awards. And the Brit Awards is like the Grammys mm-hmm. in the UK. So to get snubbed in your home and then across the pond too, when you put out such a heartfelt, intentional, because I read the make, I, I didn't read, I watched the making of Sawayama on YouTube. She has a part one and a part two. And it just made me love the album even more because she was so passionate and intentional about the things that she chose for the album. And I just was like, this could at least best pop vocal, something Mm. like something. Because she added a resurgence to pop and like no shade to the pop girls over the years, but it was a little boring. Like I missed the Lady Gaga me dresses. Like I missed when pop and you would watch the VMAs and self-destruct. So I'm happy to see New Blood. I don't know how long she's been an artist, but what I'll say is that I completely agree with you. It's like to shake the table and to be an artist is to be innovative. And I think that's exactly what she's been able to execute in such a short time. I am happy Dua got her. I'm so happy Dua got her uh, Dua Lipa. I'm so happy Dua got album of the year uh, Mm. nomination. I'm so happy because future nostalgia deserves. However, my next gripe (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I do want to say I was very disheartened to see JoJo not nominated for um Yes, I agree. For R and B because Man is my number one song for replay twenty twenty. And I don't know if y'all all checked <laughs> y'all I'm sure y'all did, but Spotify just released Spotify um unwrapped as well as um the other streaming services and it's so interesting to see the songs that you play the most. And I don't think that people give JoJo their flower her flowers and it's just so so the resurgence that she had, and we talked about this on the show forever. So if y'all have not streamed Good to Know by JoJo, and that's one thing. we don't, I don't speak on albums unless I really listen to them. That is a fantastic album. It's straight to the point. Chris, it's straight to the point. The songwriting. JoJo, I love you so much. I can't wait to have you on the show one day to interview you. So that's my two cents on that. I agree with you. I feel like the biggest snub was the women of R&B. Absolutely. Absolutely. That category should not have been all men, you know. And I nobody think, noticed that? Like, nobody saw that and was like, hmm. That's going to be problematic. Like, nobody was like... And I'm not saying a sympathy nod. And I understand, like, the the Academy has so many albums that they have to listen to. But the girls, like, Kiana Lede, like, her album is really great. Summer I've Walker, like, lot. the list goes on and on. Like, we could really, like, Summer Walker... Why over it didn't get nominated? I just do not understand. That's one it's thing. I, that was definitely beyond me. And it was another one that got snubbed as well. And I can't think about it right now. But oh, Tanache. Oh, yeah. Songs for you. Yeah, songs, songs for you for was you. Uh, is amazing. Oh my God. Yes. I'm so sorry. I'm progressive. So sorry. That should have been progressive and, RB, um, yes. Progressive RB. And it's just one thing that I do have a um I have a suggestion. You know, I think progressive R&B isn't a, it, it, we could go with a better term. I think alternative R&B is a better term than progressive. I know we had urban contemporary and then we moved to progressive, but I think alternative R&B is, mm. is it. I think that they should look into trying to go with that as a name of the category because alternative R&B 
really and we're going to talk about alternative r&b a little bit later because we have a controversial (laughs) topic that we both ran into (laughs) earlier today i'm still Um, mad about that fucking topic but carry on we'll talk about it uh but yeah i think the i think the academy should definitely look into um alternative r&b as a better name than progressive r&b and i'm happy they had a shake-up though like i'm happy that there's more people a part of the voting committee and i'm happy that they kind of really took that lifetime feedback and made some changes to it because they have you know they have they really have you know i see the grammys they are trying you know and i think they're just in a transitional space and it's hard when you're in a transitional space with trying to figure out okay we need a new system we need to revamp and they you know They've been through a lot too, you know, with the pandemic and just a lot has gone on. Mm-hmm. So for them to just be keep floating throughout all of this is really great. And um, you know, I just I think let me see, I really think Ungodly Hour should have been nominated for Album of the Year. Period. There were some albums that were nominated in the album of the year, and I said to myself, Are you fucking kidding me? I'll talk to you about that off air. But um <laughs> yeah. I, and I said this on Twitter, and I live by this, and I think that if you're going to go up for album of the year or any category in the Grammys, you need to be able to perform live, and I'm going to drop the mic on that. Oh, girl. Anyway, the uh, another big thing that was going on was the fact that The Weeknd got no nominations. That was personal. Not, I, that, I don't know what it was, but I think... Okay. And by personal, I mean that album is personal to me. But continue. Oh, you felt personal, like you you felt like the you felt like a personal jab. Like, yeah, that's the first okay. weekend album, and I'm not like my best friend. I'm not Kenneth, really listening to it. He loves the weekend. He would play him all the time, and I'd be like, oh, like cute pops. But I I never really listened to the weekend, so I gotta go and dig through it. But that is, I I love I love that album. Like I really like I took a flight um prior to COVID and I just listened to it the whole flight and I was like, damn, the weekend was in his bag and a lot of people were like fighting me on it. And I was like, do you not like it because you're holding on to the old weekend or is it just not connecting to you? Like I think that people should ask themselves that when they say an album is bad. That's just me. there's there's this thing and we have people who were the weekend fans. Um trilogy we have the trilogy weekend fans we have the you know the birds part one we have those people house of balloons we have those people i'm one of those people Mm -hmm. you know when kiss land came out i remember i think i was in college my first year of college i think he came out and i was just like i can't connect with this and then after that i just kind of fell off with the weekend and it was not because of anything so sometimes you just fall off with an artist yeah not because of them it's just I fell off. So I did not listen to After Hours. However, I think The Weeknd really wants the Academy to recognize him as a pop artist. He do, I don't think he wants to be boxed in with R&B anymore. That's why he did not submit for R&B at all. If he would have submitted for R&B, he would have swept. Oh, yeah, he definitely Those categories. Mm-hmm. The urban categories, he would have swept. However, he was adamant about only doing the big four and doing pop categories for that album because honestly truly i think he really categorizes himself as pop mm-hmm. or alternative i don't think he wants to be all, all r&b or r&b that's not what he wants mm-hmm. he and we're going to talk about this later too because 
the clubhouse <laughs> the clubhouse conversation we had was about well not we had because I really was I was just a listener at that time mm. but we'll talk about it but it was just a lot of conversation about alternative R&B and R&B and what we consider what and what's not mm-hmm. however it's just I really think The weekend should have been nominated for something that album really did record breaking like it was it was something serious blind and lights low-key was a song of the year like i i believe it was i even i even knew it (laughs) even the video was great too but i and i think and a lot of musicians have come out and spoke about like how they feel about the academy and such and i think that when you're an artist Azalea Banks said it best that that's academic, not academic, that is um, a excellence. It's the epitome, the staple of art and excellence. And that's why these people, like imagine you working at your job for years and they just handing out awards to people who don't deserve them. Like in every um, field of interest that you can think of, there's some type of reward system where you're like, okay, this is the top tier. You know what I'm saying? So I get why they get upset. You, you put so much time, money and effort into it. And some people be like, well, you don't go up for that for like the BET Awards. I think every award would matter. I'd be happy, you know, to be seen. But that is like the top tier. And there's been so much controversy over why do we play so much weight on it? But the, the more you study music, you understand why. And it does send a message to the future creators of like, well, you know, let me just go make this R&B album because that's all they go look at, you know, which may not necessarily be true. Hopefully a future voting members of the Academy and the ones that they have now rally for the art to, to preserve the art. So... I get off my artistic soapbox. I'm just really passionate about that. No, I, I agree completely with everything that you are saying. Like, it's like having the awards at the end of the semester and you worked so hard and you want to be acknowledged. Like, that's really what that is. And having that certificate and feeling great about the work that you put in. Like, I agree. Like, I agree Like with them in that sense of being an artist. You know, another snub that I did notice and I was just like, whoa the hell like Doja Cat mm. Pink. Mm. I was just like that was an album of the year contender it definitely was that's a problem that album is a problem the replay value on it is going to be insane it's already insane and Doja has been around for a while and we said that on the show numerous episodes but I the categories this year I'm not going to lie I was like hmm like hmm <laughs> And maybe I'm just not hearing something on these projects. And I was like, well, Keenan, you should go back and listen to these projects and see, you know, because you can't be like that album ain't that great just because it didn't get the charts. And, you know, no, because I do what I do, what I do love about the Grammys, they usually go and find some underground shit that nobody knows <laughs> about and put it in the nominations and it wins. And people are just like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. You know, like the rap category. I was some of that. I was like, "What is this girl?" I don't know. Yeah, because a lot of people were upset that the, the uh, little baby didn't get nominated um, for his rap album. And I understand, like, it was one. Of, it was like the best-selling rap album of the year. I think Roddy Rich got snubbed too for uh, "Thank You for um, Anti-Social." I think I might be wrong. Maybe he got nominated last year for it. Oh. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not completely sure. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just. Hmm. I think that they have to just. I think the academy just really has to find its groove, and it will. It will. I think eventually it will. It just. I think this year it kind of missed the mark on some things with the urban categories, and then 
the four, the big four. Yeah, the big four. You know, last year I agree. Last year I agree. I feel like Billie Eilish deserved it all, child. <laughs> she deserved that. She deserved to sweep all four. Honestly, and truly, mm-hmm. I agree with that. One. I agree. But too. this year, I'm. I'm I, I this year I really I really want to see how this goes this year and then next year I want to see how they revamp it again because I I really think they're in a transitional phase and they just trying to find their foot. And we in a pandemic, so I'm sure they had to rush through a lot of those uh, albums. No cap, like I I know I would be overwhelmed in a pandemic and I got to listen to 600 albums like, and that's that's an estimate I don't even know. But that that's a lot. <laughs> that segues into our next uh like sub point and if y'all don't know Clubhouse is where it's at. Clubhouse is a social media app that has gotten so much traction. Um, and one of the rooms that we're in today posed the question, is Frank Ocean the king of R&B? No. <laughs> I, I told my friend, we talked about it uh, one-on-one. I said, alternative r and I'm going to go up and have alternative. Okay, that's what that's we'll talk about. Because I was just like, R&B? No. But alternative? Then and my friend was like, "Hell no to it," and I was like, "Are you serious?" And I think that there's so much that goes into building an album, right? And even if you look at it from a business standpoint, Frank, that pen, that fucking pen, like somebody said, that fucking that Frank is one of the best storytellers, and I absolutely agree. And y'all know how hard I go for Frank. And I was actually, uh, I was outside of Starbucks, and I had on my Frank Ocean sweater, and they were talking in that room, and I was getting so fucking mad that my blood was boiling. And I'm gonna say one thing, and I'm gonna push it to you, Kara, because I'm gonna really fly off. But I think that a lot of people are music critics and don't have any credentials. And yes, you can. You can have an opinion, baby. You can. But I'm really tired of y'all getting on Clubhouse specifically, but other social media apps and just talking about people kind of crazy. And I know Kiara didn't perceive it as that, but I think that some of the things sounded a little personal. Like some of it was like, it, it just sounded like on some like dry hating. Like you, you can critique somebody without putting. Them I didn't think so. I did not think so. I think they were really trying to like have constructive, a constructive conversation. And a lot they made a lot of them made pretty good points. Now I did. I just don't agree with Frank Ocean being the king of R and B. I have my person I already know who's the king of R and B. But it, when you when you're trying to prop up other artists and. I'm a, I'm a style of modern. <laughs> I have my person of who's the king of R&B as a whole, and I have a person who's the king of modern R&B, mm-hmm. and I have my person who I think is the king of alternative R&B. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that alternative king is Frank Thank Ocean. You. Let me tell you, because we weren't hearing things like that when Nostalgia Ultra dropped. We weren't hearing things like that, and yes, the weekend came out around that time, and they can go and fight over that title of king of R&B. Him and the weekend, even though the weekend don't even like that. Like, that's not, you know, however, you know, Frank Ocean is, all these people are his sons. Thank you. Thank you. Like, for real, all this sound, this this new alternative R&B sound, we did not have that prior to 2011, 2010. We did not have that type of sound. Frank Ocean introduced that to us with with Nostalgia Ultra. And yes, if you go on Lonnie Bro tapes, like, he has a lot of songs. Like, those demos. Where, like... Those demos where it was like you can hear him developing this mm-hmm. sound. Like I think it's the last time or something like that. I can't remember the name. But that sounds like an R&B mm-hmm. track. And then we get other tracks where you can see I, I think uh, Acre Integral, like mm-hmm. stuff like that where you can Blasted. hear him finding his voice. And you know they made a lot of good points. Like I think you left but they talked about other artists mm-hmm. too where they're like 
you can tip like they have a potential, but they haven't found themselves quite mm-hmm. yet. But honestly, like y'all, if y'all not into Clubhouse, um, and you you know if you're not into it, just I I say give it a try. Like if you like you know for networking opportunities and to talk about different things you like to talk about music have a lot of dope rooms with people who were having really good conversations about music and playing music and talking about what they Mm -hmm. like i I really like you know what i was you know interacting with today but do do you have like your i'm gonna i have my king my kings of different things in Mm r&d should i go first or you go first um you go first okay so my king of R and B as a whole is Stevie Wonder. Oh, okay. Hmm. Stevie Wonder. Why? I'm gonna tell you why. Songs in the Key of Life is the blueprint for modern R and B. Period. Nothing. That's I can go back to that album. It is gonna sound like it sounds like today still, like almost. His voice, if you hear Stevie Wonder's voice, you can hear it in everybody that's modern today. Mm. You can hear it, period. Like his tone is just, is. it was like no one else at that in that time because it was so progressive and so clear and crisp and beautiful. And that's a pin. The pin. Everybody is his son. <laughs> the pin. The pin. This- Stevie Wonder is the pin. Okay, in my opinion, and he doesn't really write for other artists, which I always thought was kind of weird. But <clears throat> I just I think he's the king of of it of everything as a whole. My modern R and B king is Usher. Okay, that me. Mm, mm. That's so hard for me to pick a king of R and B because that's that's it's like what would you consider? Because people who blend genres, because I know. I know Prince wasn't R&B fully, but I'm going to have to go with Prince for, like, King. Modern r and I'm going to have to ride with... That's hard. But if we want to talk about Prince, Prince also introduced us to a different sound mm-hmm. of R&B as well. Well, I think he his sound trickled down into alternative R. That's why that's why that, that makes sense on why I chose Princeton because when I think of I Would Die for You, that is one of the most beautiful songs when you I've ever heard in my life. Ever. When you see when you listen to like uh Purple Rain, when you listen to like uh Prince and the New Generation, like Diamonds and Pearls, like it's just a that song itself is so it's so many different things about Prince that was just so different. Like I, I don't even want to give him a just a genre because he sung. Everything. Yeah, that's why I was saying it was hard for me to say that. But I definitely would would have loved to go to Paisley Park back in the day. Um, yeah, I would have loved to have just had like tea with Prince or something like that. I feel like our great. attitudes would be in sync. But um, modern R and B, I'm go. I know as controversial as this is about to sound, I'm gonna have to ride with Chris Brown on this one. Yeah, they would like people was mad because people kept saying in the clubhouse room they were like, "It's Chris Brown." <laughs> and as much as I want to give it to Chris Brown, I just think of I mean Usher, I know he's a product of like, Usher, but I'm saying in, in terms of if I ranked every like song I have added to my library, I'm gonna have a, like one or two Chris song Browns more. Usher is obviously a more 
multi-dimensional artist and he's been around longer you know what i'm saying so it's not quite it's not quite fair and he didn't have as much controversy as chris brown does if chris brown wouldn't have had his you know uh circumstances i think that he would be even bigger Usher had controversy. not to the level of chris brown though not okay not to the level of chris brown because we had you know the trl the Mm -hmm. whole confessions is but he took this is the thing about usher he takes his controversy and brings it to the music mm-hmm. because when the whole Chili and Usher broke up breakup happened, we got mm-hmm. confessions. When he had his divorce happen, that's when we got Here I Stand and Papers came out. And then now he has a really dope song out right now called Bad Habits. Honestly, Usher has been on our next local <laughs> this year. And the girls have not really been, I don't know what's going on, but his song with LMA. I like that song. It's actually a really cute song. It is. It's very good. I think it's because Usher is independent now, so it's making it a little bit different than the full team because I feel like it wasn't... I didn't see Mm -hmm. it enough, and I'm not trying to, like, no disrespect to his team or the people that work on these projects with him. I just had not seen him other than the Summer Walker collab. I didn't really see those records unless I searched for them myself. Like, I had to go and look on Usher page. I didn't really see it. And y'all had him fucked up saying Usher couldn't sing when they was doing the Climax Challenge. I I did have an issue with that. I do want to say, y'all got to stop disrespecting legends. I'm going to just leave it at that. Y'all, I just have this thing about Usher Raymond, the fourth. Um, I just really, I go up for him. I'm gonna always go up for him, and that's just on period. Climax because stuff, all y'all niggas. I see him. Climax was different. It was different when it gets <laughs> still different. You know, Confessions is still a role to this day. My way, still a role to this day. Superstar, um, and then he has Superstar, Good Kisser was it. I, when it first came out, I was obsessed with Good Kisser, especially with the drums. It was just crazy to me. So, just shout out to Usher, King of R&B, period. I, I'm not, I don't want to argue with nobody about that. That's that's my <laughs> I got that dancer, dancer, <laughs> prancer, Connor, Vixen, whatever the fuck. Lil Freak, <laughs> listen, Raymond versus Raymond was also a pretty good Why is that song opinion. not on streaming, so, though? You notice that? You cannot stream that song. Lil Freak is not <laughs> <No>. on streaming? <laughs> I had to go watch the video. Really? Yeah, I couldn't find it on no streaming service. That's one of Nikki's best verses. Nikki was a problem during that time because that's when Bottoms Up and everything came out. Thank you. Um, but was there anything else you wanted to discuss in yes. music this week? Um, uh, we have Rico Nasty is dropping tonight. Oh, yeah. Um, Megan came out with her album. Uh. But we didn't talk about it because it was last week and Grammy nominations came out. So we may talk about it another time, but not right mm-hmm. now. Um, I will say the body challenge is also really fun. Like, it looks cool. It's very um, fun. Yeah, that's, that's what I think on that. Yeah, that's really... It's, I love body, yaddy, yaddy. I, I will say I'll I love say body, yaddy. I'll say what's new... Um, I, I play that song a lot, but I still need a little bit more time to digest the album, so that is to be continued. Yeah, that's to be continued. I think we both need some more time to digest uh, Megan's album. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, I think that's, honestly, that's all I... Oh, I really like Spotify's rap. Who is your top artist? Oh, yeah, who is your top artist this year? We didn't tell the listeners that. Who is your top artist? 
Solange was my number one. My number two was Frank Ocean. My number three was Ariana Grande. I'm going off the top of my head, y'all. Um, my number four was I think Jasmine Sullivan, and my number five was Beyonce. Oh, okay. Ooh, that is cute. You have really good memory. I drink a wait, lot, wait. so I had to go and pull it up. So, um, I like my number four was oh, Walker. Okay, okay. My top five, y'all are wait. Who you think my who you think my number one was? Frank Ocean. Buzzer. It was Ariana Grande for two years in a row. Oh, the amount of times you play just like magic and nasty, it better be <laughs> shit. You was working my goddamn nerves on the, on my last trip. I am an Ariana fan. Um, in my head was the number one song for me last year. But um, my top five that I played the most was Ariana Grande, Emotional Oranges, Drake, Child, and JoJo. I didn't listen to a lot of Drake this year. That's weird. Um, my number one song was Love Drought. Oh, ten times out of nine, I know you're lying. <laughs> and nine times out of ten, I know that's trying. No, y'all, honestly, my Spotify is my burner. It's why I listen to stuff. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's my burner. My Apple Music is like, I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. like it's like, I, you know, whatever. But my Spotify, that's It's my flipped burner. for me. Spotify and... is uh, my, like, side chick. And then AM, my main chick. Yeah, AM is my main chick. Spotify is my side chick, but I think I'm going to start bringing more attention to to Spotify so my stuff could be a little bit more Mm. accurate. Um, But yeah, like, you know, I saw my songs, my top five songs. I'm not going to share them. Share them with the class, girl. Girl, y'all, you simp bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sharing them. Well, I'll sharing. share with y'all since Kara be acting shy. So, um, actually, it's so funny. Man was not my number one. And then three songs from Child. But Darling, Hands Off of Me and Pirouette. And then Thinking About You rounded off um, my top five. But, I'm going I'm to I'm reveal one more song that was my uh, on my top five. It was uh, Love Drought, I said it, and then my second was was Lost One by Jasmine Sullivan. Damn, that shit just came out. Damn, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was going through it. Damn, bitch. Please lift Kiara up in prayer, y'all. And with that being said, we'll be right back. Oh no, y'all! I'm good. I'm good, y'all. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I was. It was just. It was just one of them nights, y'all. It was, well, it's like a week. You, you know? have to explain that to nobody, baby. It's a safe space. Okay. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's all I have for my like my Spotify rap. I thought it was dope. I love seeing everybody else's Spotify rap. Don't be ashamed to post. I didn't post mine because who shouts some simp shit, you know? Oh, but damn. yeah. No, girl. I, I am y'all go see this no. motherfucking playlist. I know y'all don't care, but y'all go see it. I'm trying to put you on new music. Period. <laughs> all right. So that's all I really <laughs> And we'll be right back. <laughs> we did it. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking corny. I don't give a fuck. I know you don't. I'm corny too, though. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the not. No. <laughs> no fucks. Middle finger up in the air is always, honey, for me. You know um, how I feel today? Like, you remember when Rihanna was at that concert rolling a blunt on the top of somebody's head? That's always me. You know that. Oh. <laughs> that's how I feel today. Um, yeah. Anyway, welcome to our last segment, guys. Welcome. 
What we talking about this week, Kara? I honestly forgot what we're talking about. Do you remember? Uh yeah, we were wait, we were talking about chasing our dreams, right? Or it was something else. Yeah. I think that's it. I think that's that's where we're at right now. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Well, I'll start off. So this week, um, we we spent a lot of time on Clubhouse off the show. Um, and so Clubhouse sparked an interesting conversation in my head. And this is like my first official day in, in Clubhouse. But you do. I mean, I don't know. It's only been like three days, or yeah. <laughs> I don't know how it's going. Three days or so. <laughs> I'm doing the Uzi bounce. Y'all can't see me, but you're listening to me. So essentially, um, there was there was a lot of heavy talks. And um, if if you have access to this platform, I definitely recommend it. But a conversation that came up is that when you chase your dreams, what does that look like for you and what inspires you? And I think that as children, we have this notion of how we should be, right? We have these expectations placed on us and we think like, you know, in the books they'll be like, so where do you see yourself? And then at, at in fifth grade, you're like, I want to be a real estate agent or whatever. And whenever you grow up, it's like you have this notion. And at 18, you kicked out of high school and it's like, bitch, you need to know what you're doing. And I think that with social media and everything, it's hard to pinpoint one area of interest because you could be like me who has a lot of talents and just like here. There's so much that you want to do and you feel like there's not enough time. And so the question that I want to pose today and to the listeners is that, are you actively pursuing that dream and what is holding you back? Oh, God. Imposter syndrome? You think imposter syndrome is holding you back? Yeah. We we talked... Okay, we talked about imposter syndrome on the show before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I will be honest with you. I go through these, um, I don't know what to call it. Like these depressive creative episodes where I'm depressed and then I come up with an idea as a way to try Mm -hmm. to get out of my depression or a short way to try to push it away for a reason. And I come up with a project, I put the project out, I start the project. And then once I'm feeling okay again, I forget about the project and leave it there. I have Mm -hmm. a horrible 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 (laughs) thing with that and that's Mm -hmm. something i think in 2021 i'm definitely going to try to work on because i do have dreams like you have dreams you are a little bit more ambitious with your dreams than i am thank you and like i don't i don't take that as like you you know like you know what i mean i i said thank you but i didn't want it to come off like cringy like (laughs) Um, take your no, compliment. Take and, re- and receive it's your. It's so flowers. hard for me to do that. <laughs> I know, but take thank your compliment you. and receive it, and say thank you. Thank you. There because you there was a uh, <laughs> <laughs> my therapist be getting me about that about that we we bring ourselves grief more than we do congratulations and acceptance of great things that happen to us. But um, the reason that that I thought I was so passionate about talking about this this week, because when we're in this clubhouse room and mind you on clubhouse, nobody can see you. It's just how you're listening to us. You listen to other people and you can unmute your mic. And I think that a lot of black people, and I'm going to say this to from my black experience is that accessibility is a thing where we, we of course have, we're all running that race and we have those disadvantages. Right. But I think that, with the era and the culture that we're in, there is nothing really standing in the way of you and your dream. And I was having a conversation with one of my friends 
and we were saying that um she's about to start a foundation well she's already started a foundation right and she was she was telling me her gripes about it and i think that sometimes when you have a dream people do not see that like people may not see that and i think that where we're from like people who listen to me that are not from baton rouge louisiana and i'm gonna say this from my experience this is my personal opinion i think that a lot of people do not dream or they dream and then they let something one occurrence blow them off of that and i'm not on some high horse of like that i have the keys to life right what i'm saying is that you have to go on that road alone sometimes there's gonna be a dream that it's been placed on your heart by God or whoever you serve or not serve. And that dream is in you for a reason. I didn't just, I don't think that anything happens by chance. And um, when you have a dream, it's hard. It's not, I think that the social media era makes you, makes everything look like it's perfect. You wake up, you rich. And that's some people's life. That's not my life and that's not your life. But Hell you no. have to fight for it. You know, you can't will, expect things to be given to you. But. No, um, I will say though, um, being from the South, it's so hard when you have big dreams, when you're from the South. Now, when you're from Atlanta, it's a little bit more accessible, you know. But when you're from, like, Louisiana, when you're from Mississippi, Alabama, places like that, it's very hard to get out. Because when you have bigger dreams, you know, I, there's a... Let me see. There's a song by B- PJ Morton. If you guys don't listen to PJ Morton, there's a song by him called A Kid Again. And it's about holding on to the dreams that you had when you were a kid and mm-hmm. letting them grow up with you. When you're if, if you guys have a chance, please go listen to the Paul album by PJ Morton. It got me through a lot of times where I was just kind of like, I really don't know what I want to do right now or the the piano album where he has a song called more mountains and more hills um and he basically talks about a girl who has big dreams she's from a small town and the only person in her way is her and I resonated Mm. with that song so much because in my in my own personal thing my only person in the way is me is nobody Mm. else it's me you know I don't have anybody like in my life right now I got rid of all of that who's who's discouraging me to do what I want to do in my life. Everybody is very encouraging, encouraging in my life at this time. The only thing is me, me getting out mm-hmm. my own way, you know, and I really hope that I can help somebody who's also going through the same thing because I'm trying to break through and work through that and work through things. I'm telling y'all, I know a lot of people are like 2021, we really don't know, but I really am going to try to work towards my creativity and my talents mm-hmm. in 2021. That's going to be a big focus 2020 was my focus on my mind, my body, and my spirit. But which I is think, important. Which is very important. And I felt like I had to get that right before I went after my dreams. You know, I didn't want to come to LA and be where I was at in 2019. I wasn't, I, I wasn't at yeah. that place. You know what I mean? So I think with your dreams, it's just also trying to align yourself spiritually and making sure mm. that you're right when you go and go after them, you know? And don't worry about the how. Don't worry about the when. Mm. Because it's a process. And that's what I've been trying to tell myself as well. Because I thought, oh my God, I'm about to be 25. It's over. I can't go to Hollywood. Like, I can't go to LA. Like, I, And Hollywood is dirty as fuck. Sorry to right. uh, <laughs> Oh, I know. And I'm such Sorry a, to you this know, man. You know, and you know how I am as a person. You know, I'm just... that. Would be, that's why I have to prepare, prepare myself for too. Because I'm mm-hmm. such... I'm I'm going to I'm a like it is type of person and yeah it's hard when I don't have 
I, I meet not people that's not like it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you get what I'm saying? <laughs> I, so, I absolutely do. It's about execution, though. I think that um, there's a certain level of personal responsibility that you have to take, right? And there, and I think a lot of people don't want to look themselves in the mirror and be like, okay, these are the hard core truth right so whenever i have a let's say we both have a dream and then i and i'm trying to get there so i'll use me as an example obviously because i can only speak from my vantage point so la we talked about this before anybody that wants to move just take whatever you want to do career side out the way what are you actively doing within your power to move and i think that you got to look in your mirror and be like you know what Maybe I should have saved a little bit more money. Or, hey, hell, maybe I should stop being frozen in what people going to say, how this is going to go, and just jump. And I and I hate to quote, I'm not going to say I hate, but Steve Harvey had a, a great point that it's like, you don't know until you jump. There's like a viral video. I don't know the like title of it. No, yeah, like, no, I know exactly what video you're talking about. And that video is actually very much so inspirational. Mm-hmm. Um, I know exactly what video you're talking about. But... I will say me and Keenan always have this where he is in a different place and I'm in a different place, but we understand where we're at, like where mm-hmm. each other are at, if that makes sense. Um, like Keenan is, he's, he took that leap of faith and I'm at that point where I'm like, I put my toe in the water. Like me going to LA a couple of weeks ago, wasn't just me going to LA for my birthday. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> You know that it wasn't just me going to LA for my birthday. Um, mm-hmm. it it was a, a reason for going, and I think I, I definitely made my decision when I went. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's just hard coming from this place, and it's it's very because when you go to places like that, when you're coming from the south, mm-hmm. it's really 30, 30 years behind, pretty much, mm-hmm. very much so thirty years behind. You know, and everything is just different and being a small town girl i will say i am a small town girl baton rouge is a city but it's it feels more so like i don't know how to describe it. it's a big ass country ass city That's just really a small town girl <laughs> living in a crazy but, world i'm sorry but, it's okay. <laughs> no but it's also a city with very talented people who kind of get stuck here you know and I really, you know, I really want people to know that it's time to, I don't know how to, I don't know what I'm trying to say. And I'm not saying this about you. This excludes you from this, what I'm about to say. I think a lot of people make excuses. I think that people be like, well, I don't have the money. Okay, it costs $0 to research something. People be on their phone all fucking day long. And let's say you want to move somewhere. When was Did you look at apartments? Did you range out how much it's going to cost? Did you look at industries? Did you look at job growth? Did you at least, you know, it? it even if it, it, it doesn't matter how long it takes you to get somewhere, it's just matter that it just matters that you get there, right? And I think right. nobody want to be like, you know what? I'm making excuses. Nobody want to say that. And you need no, iron sharp. I've made so excuses. People, no, you know? I am included in this conversation. I know you're trying to be nice, but I I've made excuses. At, and I think, but I honestly, truly, I felt like I really wasn't at that time in my life. I was not ready, and I was not ready. Mm. But I think now I'm getting to that point where it's like okay, I think you're ready now. I think you need to, okay, start aligning your ducks in a row because yeah. I had a conversation with Amber at your apartment. Shout out to Amber. She's a great person that I met Love out there. So One of your friends. She's a supporter of the podcast. Shout out to you, Amber. 
I that conversation we had about me moving out there to LA and chasing my dream and you know figuring it the, the fuck out and it just being okay that resonated with me and I want to thank you for that conversation you know you mm-hmm. never know when people come into your life to come and talk to you and speaking to you you never know and that was a moment you know there yeah, are she didn't have to like she, she didn't have to like... have that conversation with me mm-hmm. you know and I really think you know, if people got out their own way, stop worrying about your family and this and that. If you got children, that's a different thing. But if you're single, mm-hmm. you are by yourself. When If you don't have any other person that you have responsibility for, be selfish. Uh, come on, come on. And get the fuck. Because the internet is up. The internet is at your fingertips. I can see if it was like the 80s or the 70s and you didn't have access. You can literally open your phone is a mini laptop. Like you, when people, it's just for me, I think that, um, and this is not from an elitist standpoint at all. This shit is hard. Don't get me wrong. I, as a person who is living in their dream and to the extent that I am, this shit is not for the faint of heart. And no. it take, it's a lot of lonely nights. But I think that we have to forgive ourselves when the timeline doesn't add up to what it needs to be. Maybe you're being protected from whatever you're going towards. Like what? just because it didn't happen today does not it cannot happen tomorrow. There's success stories overnight. A lot of our favorite artists and people that we look up to slept on people's couches. And the dream requires time, effort, energy. I know the love of my life. Frank, come on the show. But we could no, but we can but, really yeah. talk about Frank Ocean really quickly because he was a boy from the South. From Mm -hmm. New Orleans. Mm -hmm. He was displaced by the storm. Mm -hmm. He was displaced by the storm. And I think he went to school. And I think he lived in Texas for a time. I don't remember. He went to the University of Louisiana. Louisiana. Briefly. Briefly. Uh, My alma mater. Our alma mater. Just saying. Just saying. Um, But he still got out there to LA. He slept on couches. Mm -hmm. He, He did what he had to do. And look at who Frank Ocean is now. So, and I, another example that we, I don't know if we talked about on the show, look at Taraji P. Henson. That is the perfect example of somebody who had, she said she had $300 in her bank account. She had a child and people told her at 29, it was over for her. Taraji said she did not start flourishing until her 30s. So that whole age concept, the whole, it's it's Let really it how bad do you want Let it? it go. Let it go. Rina, Rina Saoyama was 29, I think, when she put out her first record. Mm-hmm. I think that she was 29. I think that's what she said. And I heard that and I said, oh my gosh, it's going to be okay. You know, it will be. be. And I think, and look at Lucky Day. Like I'm, we're naming people like Lucky Day is 35 years old. And finally getting his flowers. And finally getting his flowers. He don't look 34. He don't look 35. He looks about a good 22, 23. And Lucky Day was on American Idol. He was on American Idol, like in one of the first couple seasons. Mm -hmm. Okay. But y'all, I'm saying this all to say that I've been looking at these people and I'm saying to myself, oh, bitch, you got it. It's okay. Trust the process. You can Mm -hmm. still go after your dreams. You don't have to just get out your own way. And that's what I've been struggling with. So if anybody else is struggling with that, just know that you you got somebody here that's struggling. You are not alone. Like I'm, it's an everyday thing for me trying to get out of my own way, put my talents out there more because I'm such a person. I am very much of a secretive person mm-hmm. i come out here and i talk about it, it's always something more behind it but i really am trying to put myself out there a lot more and i'm hoping i can inspire somebody else 
who can sing, somebody who can write really well, somebody who has a book that they want to write, write it. If you want to sing and write a song, write it. If you want to sing, sing. If you want to act, go and act. You don't have to be mm-hmm. young to go and act. There are people, there's people who are older who started acting. Look at um Morgan Freeman. He was in his 40s when he started popping as an actor. You know, so it's so many people stop worrying about age, stop worrying about other people take that leap of faith you never know and i want to um shout out keila i know she listens to the show keila gave me some great advice years ago and i remember when i graduated college wasn't nobody knocking on my door to hire me i remember sitting in class and seeing the white kids all get job interviews flying to different parts of the world they going out to newark they one girl got a job in germany like what you know i'm saying i used to be like why me why not me and i for a brief period i had no fucking money i wake up every day and i'd be like well don't have no job bitch so i would watch moesha cry and then go about it and keila told me all it takes is one yes. I remember crying to her being like, I don't know what the fuck going on. I felt like I had nobody. Like, so don't think just because you see something on social media and everybody smiling and everybody at this event, whatever the fuck, I'm one person to say on air, quote me, my life is not perfect. I make the best situation out of what is given in front of me. Right. So all that being said, a no now is not a no forever. Right. And a big thing that people don't know is Keenan planned a lot. This was a plan to move to LA. It was mm-hmm. a a one thing about you, bitch. You you know how to plan. Okay, that's that cat moon in you. You know how to plan things out. Me, I'm a child. Just like for it to just happen sometimes. I'm a horrible planner. Oh I am. Be nice to yourself. I am. No, no, I am. Because you have you have executed some events that I'd be like, what the fuck? You was SGA president, right, or vice president? One of them. Girl was something, child. That was that's a long time ago. But no, um, I'm just saying, like you, you always are a go getter. When people think of influencer, they think of you. And like when it comes to makeup, when it comes to music reviews, like you are such a multi dimensional person that it's like people don't give you your flowers enough. You know what I'm saying? When you launch Fierce people, Pop, no, I think people give me my flowers. I just don't give them to myself. Okay. You know, I'm gonna say that. That's fair. I just have a hard time because I'm my hardest critic. So. That's what I'm saying. Like, once I'm telling y'all, I'm coming for y'all next. I was coming. Look, I'm coming. It's over for you bitches. It's over for you bitches. For you Boston ass bitches. Hopefully, (laughs) if God say the same, you know, I just want to start working on my craft. I've worked on myself. I've, like Mm. I said earlier, aligning body, mind, and spirit. I've been trying to align myself. I've been way more into my spirituality. Mm. I really have been trying, you know, so I can produce my craft and be more creative in the way I want to be and I have had a big creative block this year too so no I feel you know, that I just it, feel <laughs> it, it was weird being in the, in the clubhouse last night because this this person that I was talking to they were beating themselves up about um like not to when they had them right and you know them people was like <laughs> you know what I look up to you they told me that and I was like what the fuck like I, I couldn't even accept it, number one, but they were like, well, you doing it. And I think that baby steps need to be recognized, too. So all this 2021, do that shit tomorrow. Do that shit right now. As you're listening to it, ask yourself what your dream is and how you're trying to accomplish that shit. Get a planner, listen to webinars. Like now is the time people are like, well, it's quarantine. The world may, may not ever go back to normal, right? But you can challenge that. I think that people should challenge themselves. And it's hard. It's uncomfortable, but it's, it's necessary. It's really, really necessary. And that's that's really my pin on this subject. 
I'm just really passionate about black people and people in general and winning and chasing your fucking dreams because you don't worry about who in your family didn't accomplish because that was a big thing for me too it was like mm. my family I, I just like it's going to be up to me to break generational curses my family has been stuck in the same neighborhood for years nobody has moved. <laughs> mm. okay so for me it was just like I, I I got to move out of here. Like, I got to do mm-hmm. this. I have to do this. And, but I'm learning, take your time and let it flow beautifully. And it will work mm-hmm. out beautifully. Cause if I rush this, it's going to fall apart. And that's how I feel. So, and also people can't come with you on the journeys to check no, that. You got to do some sweeping around the house. Like if it's always that negative person, every time you open your mouth about a dream, maybe you should let them go. Maybe you should let them go. Not everybody deserves to come with you on the ride to success. Mm, okay. They're there for a moment and for a reason. Mm. And then sometimes people are there and they need to go. Mm. So, and I've, I've, that was my, that's a big thing that I had to learn too. And I've, I've swept around and swept out, you okay. know. And so, you can constantly sweep too. Don't just do, and, and not you, I'm too. saying in general to the listeners, don't, don't be afraid. A motherfucker, I don't, don't give a fuck about longevity. You keep playing, you gotta fucking go. I don't give a fuck. That's been my that's been my mood all 2020. Anybody in my life could be fired if they're not helping me succeed and grow. And it's Bye. not all about me. It needs to be a mutual beneficial exchange. So chase the motherfucking dream and don't let them stop you, babies. Period. Per, you know. I'll be chasing with y'all too. <laughs> oh, per. <laughs> per. All right. Uh so we're gonna cap it off here. Yeah, uh, we love you guys. We we're gone for two weeks, but we're back. Um, we love you so much, and we hope y'all have a beautiful week. Yes, absolutely. Boy. Boy. Keep, it Boy. Keep it locked.